almost anything's right. These kids are coming back from uh, feeding the homeless. Y'all give them, some, give them a hand and give them a place to sit. You know, y'all, how many of y'all ever seen me in a, a little jacket like this, all fixed up? Not too many people has ever seen me this way. See, I'm not comfortable because this is not me. We like to be us. We like to be comfortable. I look nice. But I'm not comfortable with it. I even thought about being comfortable while I was up here. I was going to wear my PJs up here. <laughs> it can't be no worse than, than, than some of the stuff the manufacturers pulled off. Richard Simmons, it ain't no worse than that. I don't know how many of y'all was here for the Richard Simmons episode, but... <laughs> Let's just hope he never does that again. But we we get comfortable in our spot. Even when we get into church, we get comfortable in our spots, right? Right, Brother Carl? We get a little comfortable where we're at. It's your spot. Somebody sits in Carl's spot, you ought to see him. He stands back there and he's all flustered and he don't know what to do and he can't sit down and he don't know whether to sit there or sit on their lap or he don't know what to do. He's all uncomfortable. Brother Harry will cry if someone sits in that spot. It's easy to get to where you feel comfortable into a spot. It's real easy to feel comfortable. You see, yesterday, yesterday I was I was at the bank. They wouldn't give me no money. And I was there. And I just wanted to smell it. But this, I was standing in line, and there was this guy. He started. I was standing right outside the bank vault because that's where all the money's at. And I've always heard if you get next to money, it'll rub off on you. That's not true. But this guy starts talking to me about he was a floor man. He laid floors. Done floors for a living. He, he was telling me about one time he was in Houston working in this building, this big, giant, mega bank, and they was redoing the floors in that vault. He said, man, it made me so uncomfortable because every day when we got there, they would lock us in that thing. He said, they don't leave the bank vault open. He said, we would get there in the morning, we would go in, and they would lock the door behind us, and we couldn't get out. We were stuck. It just made me feel very uncomfortable. But that part didn't bother me none whatsoever. All the F-bombs he was dropping while he was talking to me was making me feel very uncomfortable. You see, you'll notice that once you start, once you start to, and Christ starts to enter in your life, the things that you were very comfortable with before, you will find that they're very uncomfortable to you now. Being comfortable 
see, now I'm comfortable. Now I'm comfortable. A lot more comfortable anyway. Now when I get home and I put my take my boots off and I got my little, I don't wear slippers, but if I got my socks on, I don't go without socks, but got my socks on and I'm scooting around in the floor and, and, and stuff because we got wood floors. I do this little dancing thing around the house, but y'all don't need to know all that. I don't know why I said that. But sometimes God, he just want to reveal some stuff that, you know, you wish you could bring back, but it's too late. But I'm comfortable there. Actually, I'm a lot more comfortable up here than I used to be. I used to think. You can clap for that. I'm sure Brother Richard can testify and Todd and, 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 and Nolan and anybody that's ever been up here and been in the spotlight at first make you extremely uncomfortable. You get hot. You start to sweat. It's 45 degrees in here and you're sweating. That could be a little notice that you could be maybe just a little bit uncomfortable what you're doing. Well, I have to tell y'all, I'm not 100% comfortable. I could never be 100% comfortable on this stage doing it. Because as soon as I get comfortable doing this, then it's me doing it and it's not God. And I don't want me doing it. I want God doing it. As a Christian... As a Christian, we will be asked to do some things in our life that gets us out of our comfort spot. Sometimes you get asked to do some things. Jesus is going to ask you to do some things to get out of your comfortable spot. You may be called out in the middle of church for scratching somebody's beard. Right? Yeah. Make you a little uncomfortable. Him? Yeah, I know it made him uncomfortable because he's like, stop. But you got to understand something. Jesus never said, he never said, come on, come on with me. Come on, Peter. I'm going to show you the easy way of life, brother. No, he never said that, did he? He never said that one time. Did he ever tell him it's going to be easy? No. Anybody that tells you that the Christian life is an easy life, you can bet that they're not a Christian. Now, Jesus said to pick up your cross and follow me. Now, does this mean to all you people that are not Christians and this is your first time here, does this mean that life is just going to be terrible? No, absolutely not. Does it mean that sometimes you're going to get a little bit uncomfortable with what's about to happen? A little bit uncomfortable. Some of y'all kind of a little bit uncomfortable right now just because I walked down them stairs. <laughs> that girl right there is going, I'm so glad he went that way. Being comfortable 
is something that we need to be for ourselves. Because when we're comfortable, we can learn better. When Todd's comfortable, he sings a lot better. Right, Todd? You preach a lot better when you're comfortable, right? You get relaxed. Until somebody might throw some water on you. Make you a little uncomfortable. Somebody put something in the mix to make you a little uncomfortable. And then what do you want to do? Oh, whoa, wait a minute now. I, don't, I, I ain't comfortable all that. I didn't come to get my toes stepped on. If you didn't come to get your toes stepped on, then you didn't come to hear the word of God. If you didn't come to get a little bit uncomfortable, then you didn't come to hear the word of God. Three people. Man, there's a lot of uncomfortable people in here. Let's see, Sarah. How did I know it? Yeah, because you're comfortable in that spot. That's why now you're going to get uncomfortable. Sarah, I love you, girl. But I want you to sit right there in that chair with my jacket hanging out. Robbie, put your hand up. <laughs> Miss Tina, I was just saying hi. <laughs> Sam. Rayford. Sam Rayford, y'all gonna sit under the light over there. I told y'all we was gonna have some chicken. <laughs> Woo. Man, you gonna show wish you wouldn't have wore that jacket today. Rayford, you might want to raise that thing up a little bit. <laughs> that was a, an awake alarm. Make sure y'all awake. <laughs> Being comfortable is something that we need to be at home. Being comfortable when we speak about Jesus Christ, we need to be comfortable when we speak about him. You need to know the words to say. And sometimes, sometimes, you got to rely on God to say the right words. Sometimes somebody will have some question to you and you're going, uh, not real sure. But God will give you the words to say. Which will make you a little uncomfortable. Let's look in our Bible at Luke 18. 
the hotter weather. Getting a little warm. Feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Hey, girl. We got some water for you. A biscuit, a sausage, a donut. The pink donut, look, with sprinkles. Pink donut with sprinkles. Homer Simpson donut, that's what we call that. Some coffee. This is fine, don't drink that. Now, I mean, you partake if you want to. Make sure you comfortable over here, you're nice, good. Yeah, you good? All right, all right. Comfortable. Comfortable. You guys, well, y'all wear the old ones, right? We're going to find out. All God's people there. Amen. All right. We're going to be in 18, 18. Once a religious leader asked Jesus the question, Good teacher, what should I do to inherit the eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him. Only God is truly good. Amen? All right. But to answer your question, do you know the commandments? You must not commit adultery. You must not murder. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely. Honor your mother and father. The man replied, I have obeyed these commandments since I was young. When Jesus heard his answer, he said, There is still one thing you haven't done. Sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor. And you will have treasures in heaven. Then come follow me. But when the man heard this, he became very sad. For he was very rich. You see there, Jesus is hitting on his comfortable spot. The man was very wealthy, had a lot of money, a lot of cows, a lot of property. His wealth made him comfortable. His wealth was important to him. The money gave him power and prestige. And Jesus touched on the very basis of his comfort. See, to sit out there in those blue chairs is comfortable. But to be caught up here on stage is a little uncomfortable, huh? To be caught up here in hats is even more uncomfortable. Jesus told the man to sell all his possessions and give the money to the poor. See, that was the man's identity, was his wealth. His identity was how much money he had. How many of y'all know an extremely wealthy man? Extremely wealthy person? I know one. I know a couple of them. Every wealthy man, very wealthy man I know, he identifies himself like that, as having a lot of money, having a lot of wealth. 
It's very, I know, I know of one man in my life that if he walked through them back doors right now, you would never know he was a multi-billionaire by walking through them back doors. He don't drive a big, nice, fancy truck. He don't live in a big, beautiful house on a hill. He's an ordinary, common guy, and he, he dresses the part. You would never know he had that much money because he don't base his self off of his money. See, this man here, he based himself off of his money. He let his money do his talking for him. The man didn't want to give up his wealth. We see people today, we see people today, and, and, and don't get this mixed up here. You do realize Jesus talked in parables. The wealth is just a tool. What Jesus is talking about is don't hold on to something that keeps you from him. Don't hold on to things that keep you from him. Whether it be money, alcohol, drugs. Whatever it could be. Don't hold on to those things. You see, the man didn't understand that by following Jesus, he would get something that money could not buy. And that's an eternal life with him. You see, you're not going to be able to buy your way into heaven. You're not. It's not going to happen. You will get there by following Jesus. Did you, did, did you hear that last part where a lot of people miss? A lot of people miss. Says, then come follow me. Sell all your possessions, then come follow me. Get your life right, follow me. Does that mean get your life right before you come to church? No. That means get to church so you can get your life right, so you can follow him. Jesus asked Peter and the other disciples to follow him. And they paid a heavy price for that. They paid a heavy price. But Jesus reminded them that if they would follow him, that their rewards would be great. They would have to sacrifice When you're walking with Jesus Christ, when you when you're walking with Jesus, you're gonna you're gonna have to sacrifice some stuff. If being around somebody that's that's cussing like a sailor, or if you're cussing like a sailor, I don't know why they say sailors, but they do. But if you can be around someone that cusses a lot and not be uncomfortable, then you might want to. Think about your walk. 
If you can be around someone that's drinking all the time, you might want to. And that don't make you uncomfortable at all. And you might want to think about your walk. You see, we can easily talk ourselves into things to make ourselves comfortable. One of my one one of my favorite questions to ask someone is, when you act like that, would you act like that if Jesus was standing right next to you? The guy at the bank, do you think he might have talked that way if he would have known I was a pastor? He would have probably went, oh. I told a guy one time, and I heard another pastor say this too, that, uh, uh, that yeah, I know, we should wear signs around our necks saying we're a pastor. When actually, no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to wear a sign around our neck saying that we're a pastor. So, because when we start to feel uncomfortable around a situation, well, that's good. That's good that you feel uncomfortable around that situation. We had a benefit yesterday, or they had, we didn't have nothing, but the, uh, my, my family had a benefit for my niece that has leukemia, but they had it at a sports bar. So we dropped by there just to get some crawfish and say, hey, we're here, order, all right, we got to go. But I was extremely uncomfortable there. I was not comfortable being there, not at all. I smiled and put on a happy face, but I was not comfortable there. It brought back memories of my old life when I was doing that all the time. When I was very comfortable in that spot. If you're passing up the dope house and it don't make you a little uncomfortable when you do, you might want to think about that. When you're doing things that you used to do before your walk with Jesus, you ain't getting a little uncomfortable. You might want to think about it a little bit. The Christian walk isn't one about fulfilling yourself. It's actually about death to yourself. And bringing in a new life. Because if someone is telling you that your best life is now, if somebody is trying to convince you that you're living your best life right now, then you might want to think about you 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 might want to think about telling them no, no, my best life is not now. My best life is waiting on me in heaven. The only way you live your best life now is if you're planning on going to hell. Getting hot over A little bit? Wish you wouldn't have wore that jacket? What about you, Raven? A little warm? 
you know that's not even a fraction of what it's going to feel like in hell? You know, they say it burns off all your hair. It's so hot. The heat is so intense that all your hair burns off. you, Miss Sarah, you comfortable? You good over here? You satisfied over here, huh? Good? Yeah? Right. Got her nice comfortable chair, table to sit on. Man, coffee, donut. You ain't ate none of the donuts. Check it out. Oh, you're full. Okay. Well, you, I mean, you need to go to bed. But see, you can live the, comf the comfortable life now. If you would like. You can tell all your friends, man, you want to live that comfortable life now, you go right ahead. You go ahead, you live that comfortable life now. You be comfortable in your skin now. Because when you're comfortable now in this life, you're not going to be very comfortable in your next. When you're comfortable with the cussing, you're comfortable with the drinking, you're comfortable with the pornography, you're comfortable with the drugs, you're comfortable with the <coughs> running around. When I say running around, I mean adultery. When you're comfortable with, with, with watching other people do the same thing. See, sin should make you uncomfortable. You should be uncomfortable around sin. I know it makes me uncomfortable. Now, am I standing up here trying to tell y'all I don't sin? Nope, sure ain't. I wish I didn't, but I do. Do I still get angry? Yeah. Do I still think things that I shouldn't think? Yeah. To be honest with y'all, do I still gonna like to go over there and punch that dude in the face? Yeah. But am I comfortable with all that? No. Do I work on it constantly? Yeah. You see, I'm not as angry as I used to be. But I work on it every day. It's a small step process. Just like getting out of alcohol. It's like getting out of drugs. It's a small step process. Becoming a Christian is a small step process. You're not going to come in those doors and you're going to be on fire for the Lord. But you see, it's kind of like gasoline. When you throw gasoline on a fire, what happens? Woof. It gets real big. 
Then what happens? They go, dies out. But what happens when you keep throwing the limbs and the leaves and the sticks on the fire? What happens to it? It grows. It gets bigger. Our Christian walk is the same way. Our Christian walk, we have to keep feeding. We have to keep going. We have to keep walking. We have sometimes we got to keep running. Sometimes you got to push some folks out your way. Sometimes you got to leave some folks behind in your Christian walk. And that's a little uncomfortable, but we got to do it. Still comfortable over there? Huh? None of y'all? I can't believe y'all ain't comfortable. Is it just being up here makes y'all uncomfortable? No? It's the light. The light makes y'all uncomfortable? Here, let me turn this one off. Let me turn that one off. A little better? A little better? Dang, brother. You real uncomfortable now, huh? Thank you, Raver. You can go sit down. You stay there, brother. Thank you, Raver. Give him a hand. When we go through life and we feel life. Take that as an opportunity for God to grow in us. See, James, James, in the book of James, he talks about that. He talks about take your, your trials and consider it great joy. Y'all come to Bible night, Friday night Bible school, you know that. He says, consider it great joy to be in trials. Consider it a chance to grow. Consider it a chance to make yourself a better Christian. Anytime you get to where you're feeling uncomfortable, consider it a chance to grow. Sometimes it's going to be something small. You may be at the store, and you may hear a little small voice say, talk to that person. How many people in here has heard that? Raise your hand. Show hands. Raise your hand. Put your hands down. Now, here comes the part that I want you to be honest with. How many of you actually do that? See? Not as many hands went up that night. Because I know that I've heard that voice before. And sometimes I've done it. There's been some times I didn't. Because I didn't want to take that step because I was uncomfortable with it. 
God's going to put you in a spot to make that change. Consider it a change in your own life. When Jesus, when Jesus was in the garden, he asked God, he asked God to take this cup from him. He knew what he was about to do and what he was about to have to go through. We learned all this last week at Easter. What was going to happen to him? Was he going to be a little bit uncomfortable? He was going to be a little bit more than uncomfortable. Jesus Christ went through a lot of discomfort for all of us. But he asked God to take the cup from him. He begged him to take the cup from him. But then, but then he said, if it be your will, if it be your will, then I'll accept it. And that's what we need to do today. If it's God's will for you to accept it, then be a little bit uncomfortable you got to understand something. You can spend eternity uncomfortable. Or you can spend an eternity comfortable. It's that simple. What you do in this life is going to get you in this seat or that seat. Not in between one or the other. The Bible says absence from the body is present from the Lord. It does not say there's a waiting room between. So you got to make that decision today. Which one are you going to choose? Which one are you going to be in? You going to be in the hot seat? Live a good life now? Party it up? Are you going to take up your cross? Follow him. Be a little bit uncomfortable sometimes and wait on your prize. Because you don't know when your prize is coming. It's coming, but you don't know when. But you got to be ready. You got to be ready for your prize. So if you out here living it up, partying it up, and doing your thing, then guess what? Your prize ain't over here, it's over there. Is that a good prize to have, brother? No? Not a good prize at all, especially when you got a jacket on, huh? You know what? I, I tell you something. They don't have hell. They, 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 they don't have ice water in hell. Are you thirsty? Would you like some water? Would you like would you like some of this? It's cold too, man. It's pretty good. Like some of that? Yeah? Yeah. Oh, they don't sell that in hell, buddy. Thank you, Sam. You got to make that choice today. Because you don't know when you leave here today 
I don't know how many of y'all in here knew Greg. But he left here one Sunday morning. Did not make it home. But thank the Lord that man gave his life to the Lord that day. You know what it, you know what the good thing is about this seat? Once you're there, you don't leave. Can we make that decision today? Are we going to make that decision today? you got to remember, it's your decision to make. Not mine, not your mama's, not your daddy's, not your brother's, your grandpa's, anybody, your friends. It's yours. You're going to have to make that decision today to be with God, to pick up your cross and follow him. Just like Jesus told his disciples, come follow me. You're going to have to suffer a little bit. You're going to have to sacrifice a little bit. I promise you your rewards in heaven. Now, I got a very important question to ask. Which seat are you going to be in? You've never, if you've never asked God to be in your life, today's that day. Today's the day to do it. Because you don't know what's going to happen when you walk out those back doors. Your Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you do for us, Lord. Your Heavenly Father, I, I ask you to touch everyone in here, Lord. Put them on the right path, Lord. Put them on the path of righteousness, Lord. Put them on the path of picking up their cross and carrying it, Lord. Last week we had Joey carrying that cross all over the country last week. And it may be a little bit uncomfortable for him to carry that cross. But he did. Jesus carried that cross. Jesus got a lot of uncomfortable. He put it out there. And he put it all out for us. For our sin. So that we could be with him. For all eternity. But dear Heavenly Father. Your word says there's only one way to him, and that's to the Son. And if you've never asked Jesus to come into your heart and save you, I urge you to do that right now. Just repeat after me. Say, dear Lord, I'm a sinner. I give my life. Come, and, come into my heart and forgive me, Lord. Forgive me of my sin. From this day forward, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to be with you, Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I, I want to be with you for all eternity. 
all heads bowed, all eyes closed. If you could just slip up your hand and pray that prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to come to the ones now that they prayed that prayer one time. Maybe they were young or it's been a while. And they want to rededicate their life. Lord, maybe this all, all this living in the world, they've gotten comfortable with it, Lord. So, Heavenly Father, I ask you to, to, to touch their hearts right now, Lord. I ask you to touch them and guide them, Lord. If you've been out in the world and you've been comfortable with the world, then I ask you to rededicate your life. If you would like to rededicate your life, pray after me. Dear Heavenly Father, Forgive me of my sins. I know I'm a sinner. I want to rededicate my life to you, Lord. I want to live for you. I've been out in the world and I've done all that. But now I want to come back to you, Lord. I want to come back and live for you, Lord. From this day on, from this day forward, I want to be with you, live with you, live for you, do your work. that Thank you, Miss Sarah. Thank you for being up here. And you can stay sitting up here if you want to. You ain't got to leave. Yes, sir, don't you look good up here? I hope y'all come back tonight. We're going to have a very interesting testimony tonight. If you have any dishes that you would like to bring up tonight, get with Miss Tammy. You'll be accepting those. Miss Tammy, what time do you want me to bring them up? 5.30? You'll be here by 5.30. So anytime between 5.30 and 6, come on up. Don't forget to come back tonight. Be in your spot. Remember, don't sit in Carl's spot or Harry's. Come back tonight. Be back in your spot. Amen? Hope y'all got something out of this.